That these two can't handle right. your broadcast. You ramble this homegrown our preamble. Listen closely, and you gon' see one of you with the great late swing. Ain't a thing, boy. boy this boy. the 18, boy. boy. You gon' see what I mean, boy. boy. Come on with the theme, boy. Everybody on on your tablet or your phone. Subscribe to the podcast. It's homegrown. Subscribe to the podcast. It's homegrown. The name of the podcast is homegrown. It's what everybody on on your tablet or your phone. Subscribe to the podcast. It's homegrown. Subscribe to the podcast. It's homegrown. The name of the podcast is homegrown. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back into the Homegrown Podcast. I super appreciate it. If you're a new listener, I appreciate you you know, taking the time to check this out. If you're returning, I also super appreciate it because there's a lot of shit to listen out there. So you could be listening to anything right now. Um, I have a super special guest, um, old friend. We go back, you know, shit, I probably met you. It's got to be almost like a 10 years ago or approaching that because it was when I was still in Madison. So then that's been a minute. So, but a cool, a very good friend of mine. We've traveled together. We've been down to uh, South by Southwest together. We've done hip hop shows together. Uh, We'll get into his history really quickly, uh, you know, pretty soon here because he's made a transition into comedy, which I'm like super intrigued about. Um, But if if you are a Madison hip hop fan, you probably know who this man is. um, Sincere Life. Welcome to the Homegrown Podcast, my friend. What's up, man? What's up, man? I'm glad, appreciate you having me, man. Glad to be here. And you're right, man. It's been a while, a long time since we've known each other. Definitely did a lot of traveling. I still talk about them days. Same. Uh, yeah, those was um, good times. So I was trying. Like, oh, no, my bad. Shout out to Michael Madal too, because hey, I wouldn't be I was, do that without him. I was just about to say Michael Madal, because um, he was the way. That's how we met, was it not? Because I was trying to remember this man, but before we like set the episode to record, but like. It was through Michael, right? Like, it was probably just at a show or something, yeah. I assume. And then we just yeah, got in the studio yeah. together. I think it was definitely through Mike. Um, I don't know if it was we met, like, when we started, when we was about to go on tour. And we met, like, downstairs in this basement, like, on some recording shit. Yeah. Or if we met before that in the studio or whatever. But it was definitely through Mike, though. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, yeah, I, I remember that. that. I remember that it was definitely through Madal because he, you know, he hooked up a lot of people like that. Um but I want I want to chop this up because I don't think I've never really asked as much as like as much time as we have spent together is like your history, who you are, where you were raised, stuff like that. So how did it, who is Craig? Who how did where, where we start your story at? Oh man, that's um that's a lot. Uh, for definitely Chicago. Okay. Born and raised in Chicago, uh, Cook County Hospital. You know, just that's for all the Chicago people who know, just to let them know I'm official. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was born and raised uh, out there. Moved to Madison when I was, um, what, 20? I know I moved to Madison when I was 20 because I turned 21 up here. Would never forget that because I went to my <laughs> first bar and it was the nitty gritty. And that's when I got my glass and I did that <laughs> for the next couple of years. So, and that's a shout out to all my Madison people. I was just about to say, bro, like in one (laughs) sentence, you like certified yourself with the people from Chicago and people of Madison. Like that's super (laughs) legit, man. 
So, I, but, um, so, yeah, how, so how, how was being raised in Chicago? Like, what what was that like? It was a uh, nice man. It was dope. Latchkey kid, definitely. Uh, mom and dad worked, and they work hours. Kind of, um, they both worked. It was at times, you know. Sometimes when my mom was working, she used to do work at nursing homes and stuff. So, okay. Sometimes she'll get a job where she worked second shift, and we would have to. I would have to take care of me and my little brother when I got home okay. from work. And my dad would work, um, you know, either at night, second shift, or in the morning. Mm -hmm. But he would get off work at 5. We get out of school at 3. I'm at home already. He don't get home to 6 with traffic. He might, you know, chill, hang out, or right. whatever. So just one of those type of situations. So uh, that that was that type of lifestyle. Then, uh, you know, rest in peace. He passed when I was 11. So that kind of changed things. That mm -hmm. was a big shift in life and probably is um, – was one of the key points that kind of steered everything else in the way that I look at life for the okay. rest, you know, for the rest of these years. But that was kind of like the biggest monumental moment in my life as a kid. Other than that, it was like, you know, regular childhood growing up with him into the end. After that, mom's definitely, you know, was the superhero. She worked mm. two jobs when she had to make sure we didn't really lose a step as far as a uh, household still had the same type of uh, income, same right, type of right. apartment, same type of schooling, you know, so definitely shout out to moms for that. And uh, yeah, turned graduated high school. Uh, auntie got me a job at the grocery store. Was working there for a little while. Honestly, I ain't even gonna hold you. I didn't want to do chores and stuff and listen to my mom <laughs> and be like doing dishes. I hated right. doing dishes. I hated it. So I didn't want to do that. And then and and I needed it too. I was yeah. finna be nineteen, twenty, and um, mom's was like, "Well, you know, it's about that time. You gotta get about the crib." Mm. So I moved out here to Madison. My uncle, I had two uncles living out here. When okay. I moved out here, kept two jobs like gas station, worked at the uh, video game store. So if I didn't like one of them, just switched it all the time. Yeah. So definitely had two jobs, ended up finding one full-time job that paid for everything. And that was a nine-year process, another nine-year process at another job, and just rolled it out through then. Yeah. In the midst of that, that's when all the fun stuff happened. That was real-life stuff. Yeah. In the midst of that, that's when you start doing the rapping and been rapping since I was in eighth grade, kind of like... Um, like maybe three years after my father passed okay. so now i'm rapping in eighth grade i remember writing a rap for a guy and um trading it for um basketball cards because i collect so <laughs> and uh he wanted me i had a rap that i kind of stole from mace because the rhythm but i put my own words to okay, it kind of yeah, yeah. ain't grady yeah yeah and, uh, <laughs> Uh, so he liked it, sold it to him, traded a couple basketball cards for it. And that's when I had the spark, like, oh, shit, I could do this. And uh, just kind of kept doing it, not really, you know, um, letting people know. Right, but, right, right. I, you know, having it in my mind, my cousin rapped for a little while. My older cousin, who I kind of looked up to, kind of took that father figure role to me. Gotcha. So that was the interest there. And um, by high, by time high school came, started taking this serious. Shout out to my guy, Lee. You know, he, uh, Fox One, rather, you know, yeah. he was the one uh kind of started Ill Noise with me. And from there, it was Sensei Life. And, you know, those, those the seeds that grew from there and started blowing up. Out here, started rapping in Madison, doing shows and stuff. Met Mike. Mike took me on tour. Met you. <laughs> yeah. I, so, like, let, let's get into some of that. Because, like, that, you know, that, like, that seems like a, not only just, like, a crazy path to get where you are, but, like, it seems like you've known 
who you are for a while, you know what I mean? Like comfortable in your own skin. Where did the love of hip hop come from? Because you and I are both hip hop heads. We go pretty, you know, deep with knowledge and passion of, of this genre. Um, where did that, where did that come from? Um, I would definitely say from my cousin, man. Shout okay. out to my cousin, David. Um, like I said, I had, he kind of took that father figure role on yeah. from um, when I was, you know, 11, 12 years old. And, he was rapping before that, okay, and I kind of admired that a lot. And he would also let me know what rappers was good, like yeah. so he wouldn't let me like no weak rappers. He was putting me on the Rock Him, yeah. KRS One, Nas, Illmatic, like yeah. um, he the one that told me Eminem was dope, like because I was on and I'm I'm a kid, right? right. I don't want to hear this white boy rap. I'm <laughs> this white boy rapping. I don't want to because I'm thinking Vanilla Ice, right? right and right, I was told right. not to like Vanilla Ice. Yeah. So then with Eminem, I'm thinking I'm finna impress him. I'm finna say, I don't like Eminem because I know I'm not supposed to like Vanilla Ice, right? As a kid, yeah. And he, had, I remember this distinctively this day. Then at the kitchen table, then walking up to him, he would sit down. He said, "Nah, man, Eminem can rap. Yeah. You listen to Eminem." He was like, "That's enough. that that white boy good." Right. And ever, ever excuse me, ever since then, man. Eminem fans start listening to the old, oh, and that's when I actually, because of course I'm a kid. I didn't, you didn't tell me not to like somebody and I like it. I'm not yeah. going to listen. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. But yeah, I listened to him, Eminem for the first time and that wordplay and the lyrics and stuff. And so he kind of sparked that interest for me. And then from there, listening to rappers like a Eminem, mm. like a KRS One, like a Rakim, right. like a Nas. I want to tell stories like Nas. I want to drop jewels like KRS One. I want to be intricate and uh, strategic with my raps yeah. like Rakim. I want to be technical and metaphoric like Eminem. Like yeah. so, those are the type of things I picked up from the artists that he sparked. But the root of it always come back to my cousin Dave, as far as. Uh, my my love of hip hop, I would have to say. I can see those influences on your game too, for like the, the way that you are. Because I've been in the studio with you, I've seen you prepare for album, mixtape, whatever project, right? I've seen you prepare for shows and stuff, and like you're super. You, it's it's like I like I like it's it's like you're getting ready for a basketball game if that makes sense you know what i mean like it's not and there's people like that are like that mike's definitely like that you know we all know like rappers that prepare like that but like you are one of them that's like i gotta get everything right you know everything's got to be locked in focused and everything and i feel like that energy definitely comes from those rock hymns the m&ms because like they they're not gonna take time at a show for granted they're gonna go and they're gonna impress and they're gonna they're gonna make it their own show versus just like okay well let's just get up here and because we know those rappers too right like we know those people that have their spots in certain clubs or venues or whatever can do the same old three songs and be cool with it but you like to have what can i do differently or how can i improve you know what i mean and like again taking it serious from even just like your mental, like I've seen you get locked in. I guess is what I is a better is a quicker way to say it. You know. Yeah. Well, first, man, I I definitely appreciate that, man. I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you noticing that because it is one of those things that, um, like, if you're a real artist and a true artist like that, a lot of people that get the chance to do this and get the chance to go on stage, they take it for granted and they don't prepare as much or care as much go up there with their lyrics and stuff because they know the crowd gonna sing it with them and that's all cool and that's great but like then this this another thing this come from KRS-One to, to speak to the art of performing mm. i remember hearing him say 
I go on stage with, I don't care what the temperature is. Well, he didn't say this verbatim, so I'm not quoting him, but this is basically the sentiment. Yeah. Um, I'll go on stage with a winter coat in the summertime so I can have as much stuff to take off in, in my performance. Right, and I'm just right. shedding stuff while I'm rapping because it just adds a layer of it. And he was just, and from there, he just went on into explaining how you can, in the lack of a better words, how you can make your show a show even though you just rapping on mic. Right. Because it's the difference between going up there and just rapping your words on mic, standing there doing it, and actually performing doing the show. And the mm. people that just get to stand there and do it are rare. Jay-Z is one of them. Right. And even he step up his show a little bit. Right. But for the most part, he's for he's one of the people that I could say will have the smoothest, suavest show. And everybody in the crowd is still loving it. And he's still hitting those people and electrifying those people right. the same way that a Method Man and a Red Man would do. And they is performing. Method right, Man and Red Man, man yeah. probably flying in on something. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's, it's that type of contrast. And I just kind of find, like, my kind of medium with that. And as far as, like, the preparing, it's just... They're not taking it for granted. Not taking the gift for granted. Not taking the opportunity for granted. Not taking the chance to get... All of these people, because for the most part, I'm performing for people that don't know me. So mm. not taking for granted the opportunity to get all these people to be like, who is that? I want to hear more from him. I want to see more of him. Right. And, you know, you can't go out there unprepared and giving them lackluster performances. I've done that one time trying to perform high and drunk when one of my first early shows, yeah, first yeah. 10 shows. It didn't go good, and I, I've waited until after ever since. I was going to say, because like, that's something I wanted to bring up, too, in the process. Is like, I definitely remember the first time we were at one of your shows, and I was you know, with you in that sense of just like hanging out. And you know, we're, we had plans before, I think, you know, and then after. And I, I, I was smoking, because I, I am an avid smoker, and offered. And you're <laughs> like, I'm good, but like, save some for later. Like, I want to chill with you later, but like, I, I have this to do. And for me at that time, because that was just like early in my recording, like engineer first start of that career. And I was hanging out with a lot more hip hop artists and it was just whenever, you know what I mean? And so it took me back of just like, oh shoot. Cause like we, we had, we, we had shared before we've had a session before, you know, a couple times probably. And I was just yeah. like, oh shit. Like that's, that's legit. Like that, that takes, that just takes it to that, that next little level. And to your shows, if no one has seen your show, I love when you go acapella because it's you do it at the most perfect time because it's the most random time where people may be caught in a vibe and then all of a sudden, let me just do this really quick. You know, where did that come yeah. from? Um, <clears throat> I really wish that I knew the person and many people have said it that's why i can't remember exactly where i heard it first to quote it properly mm. so forgive me anybody who's listening i'm sorry but the quote is more important than who credited it right. also just know that it's not my original thought right. um damn i said all that to say let me <laughs> let me try to... <laughs> <laughs> Remember what I was for to break up or the, the quote that I was for to say. No worries, uh, what did that ask me? Oh, where did it come from? Yeah, yeah. Where's just that like that acapella notion to do it in a show come um, from? I heard a long time ago, right? Um that your rap voice and rapping is an instrument. It's mm. just as important as 
the snare is just as important as, <clears throat> excuse me, the 808, right, the, uh, the right. piano, the horn, maybe. It's just as imp the trumpet, whatever it is in the background is just as important. And sometimes we forget that as artists. So I started not only doing that to showcase some of the like lyrical ability that I have, mm. but also to showcase that, like you say, at the most random time, we vibe into this beat, we liking this beat, then all of a sudden cut the beat, still rapping, and people don't even notice that, oh, I can still bob my head. I'm still rocking. I'm still like catering because I'm not only am I doing acapella, like it's not like no disrespect to it because I don't want to say it like that. But just on a rhythmic uh, point, it's not like a spoken word acapella. Right. It's I'm a doing acapella, but it's as if the beat is behind. It. Exactly. So you can kind of ride and still bob to the flow of the words that I'm saying, even though it's just words. Right. And I kind of just wanted to accentuate that when I was uh, rapping on stage in kind of a live form. So that's that's a combination of those two things is where uh, that For sure. ultimately comes from. And because we're talking about hip hop, I feel it'd be disrespectful not to have this conversation. Who are your top five? Oh man! Oh, I wow. know it's okay. hard, and I like this is why I love podcasting because we can just get each other on the spot like this. So <laughs> if you need time, I can fill for sure. <laughs> uh, well, because mine changes, mine always changes. Like to be honest, and, and I was just gonna say that too because I'm gonna give you a top five, but it's based on my top five right now, yep. and it's also a top five, excluding the the um. We are the givens. We all know the givens. The, the, the Tupacs. Tupac, the biggies. The, yeah. the, I'm going to take up three, four, five spaces if I try to fit everybody in there with that. But, so yeah. top five people that I'm listening to right now. And I'm not... The, the hard thing to do is put them in order. So I won't give you order. I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. yeah, I'm more of a general five. five. Yeah, yeah. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> J. Cole, number one always has been you remember that yeah so oh, yeah. <laughs> j cole was my guy when we was when you when we was traveling so you already know uh so j cole still and he definitely got one of the top three albums this year yeah now nah, with another one of the top three albums this yep. year um <sighs> if we going right now I'm gonna still say Eminem actually. Eminem yeah. still. He's I like his so last much better. album. Yeah. I like Eminem. I don't I know the lyrics, people I uh, can't relate. What is he talking about? The tech like I say, the technicality and the, yeah. the way look, rhyme schemes, whatever, Eminem. I ain't finna get into it, but he's on my list still for top five. These last two, just because I'm feeling and I don't know if we you gonna ask later and we'll get into it. Just because I'm feeling Donda so much right now. I saw your Facebook post. <laughs> just because and just everything previous, I had to Kanye. Kanye, mm -hmm. man. You know what? That's kind of a, a parenthesis with that or a caveat to that or whatever the word I'm, I'm looking for is. <laughs> But uh, Kanye in parentheses and all his writers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cause, because I, I know it's some Saha in there. It's some Styles P in there. It's a, it's a bunch of people in there. So yeah. Kanye and all his writers, bro. Yeah. Because it's really the production. But I don't got time to just go lyrics right now. I'm just going rap. Yeah. I'm just going rap. Yeah. And number five, I mean, I'm going to have to say Kendrick just... just yeah. Even given the hiatus? Yeah. 
Yeah. Even come on, even with the high damn, then the verse he just dropped on Baby King. And True. don't ask me why. It is not fair, and I'm sorry. This is just my feelings, okay? Don't attack me. I got you. I don't know why I'm crediting Kendrick for how good Baby Keem is. Well, I mean, like, Kendrick, like that's that's the style of Kendrick, though. Like, no matter what he, t it's like that Midas touch. You know what I mean? Like, if if it, if it's on the, if he's near the project, it's gonna probably Man. pop somewhere. You know, for real. And low key, I feel like Kendrick and Baby Keem was supposed to be me and King Dale. But that's another hot take, though. Shout out to my cousin King there. Huh. Huh. I like that, though. I like it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that'll be that'll be my five right there. Kanye might end up moving to a real rapper later, <laughs> but I can't think of nobody. I like Cole, it. Though. Shout out mention the Isaiah Rashad though. He got a dope album out. Yeah, yeah. How 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 do you feel about where hip hop is right now? Because I think that's among anyone involved or anyone that's ever touched hip hop in the sense of like being an artist, being a producer, engineer, whatever, like we're, we're very protective, I think of the state of hip hop. Um, and especially you being such a true purist of lyricism, technicality, beat, just kind of like the whole package. You know what I mean? How, how where do you feel it's at? What's your temperature at? Because I, I gotta um, know what you feel about like the the Migos of the world, the the Jack Harlow, like the, the those type of individuals. Hey, see this? I don't know. Um, I don't remember if at, I feel like I was a fan at the time, but I don't know if you remember that I was like a big Gucci Mane fan. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember you on your right, Gucci. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I enjoy that music for what it's worth. Like you ride around. I actually probably listen to that. Nah, I'm listen. I'm a lot of R&B these days. I'm old, but um, <laughs> but um, I do listen. Like I still check for Gucci. I check for the Migos. Like all these people, like all of the the rap, quote unquote trap rap that they yep. were calling. Yeah, I can't think of what else they're calling. But um, yeah, I like that stuff too. I understand the difference in it, and I understand its place in hip hop. And I used to feel like. Man, that ain't the real shit. That ain't the pure shit. That's its own shit. That's separate shit. But nah, man. Hip-hop is probably at one of its most diverse points mm. that it's been at. Mm -hmm. And that's with, and I say that in mind with the Nas album that came out, yeah. the J. Cole that yep. we got, the Kanye gospel rap album we got, yeah. the Baby King we, that we just got, a new artist, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, it's room for them. It's room for Vince Staples to be doing his thing and still be his underground self, but be able to cross over. Right. And you know what I'm saying? Right. And his, whenever he ready to, and if he want to make the decision, he can go get a bag on some media stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that, and he, he ain't no huge artist, but he independent. He doing his own thing. He own this stuff. So yeah. that's, that, that's a spot. And you got a spot for the, the Migos and the, the Gucci's and the everybody right. else. Because say what you want, Gucci inspired Amigos, inspired the quality control, which inspired, 100%. I mean, which is employing a bunch of black people and getting a bunch of young black people a bunch of money. Yeah. I don't care if you, and how you like and a, music, and a sustainable, sustainable future too, right? Of like where they may have not been on that track before. You're talking about like generational change for families, Come on, you know, no. you know, so it's like, that's why I'm like, I, I can't be mad at any of that. And they also not, not once have, well, I shouldn't say not once, but 
it's not like the Migos and they're making all that music and then they out there saying, <laughs> man, that stuff's stupid. Don't be rapping about me. You should rap about yeah. them. They talking about their life and living their life and doing them. Yeah. And then everybody else get to make some money and do them. And if that's what's happening, that's what's happening. And, you know, and now if you want to talk about America, the politics of the world, America going America. They gonna mm. put the ignorant stuff up front. They gonna do that up front. It's gonna be harder for you to make it if you don't want to fall and do all of this. Yeah, that's gonna be true. But as far as hip hop go, the people who good and sell and don't do that, they sell and they good. Mm. J. Cole good, Kendrick good, right. and they the people they put on is good. Baby right. King good, Boss is good, uh, Cause is good. You know what I'm saying? Dreamville, J.I.D. is good. Like yeah. so. They doing the same thing with their money and their influence and their music. They the same way that Migos and them doing the same and quality control doing with their money and their music and right. their uh, influence. And that's and hip hop is getting black people paid and yeah. putting black people on yeah. all the way around the board. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's where you and I I would always agree. I think in the past when we would have conversation because like we we we've always had random conversations of life and music and stuff, and that's where we've always agreed in that that's the beauty of hip hop is that like you said, it is and in my opinion too, it is the most diverse genre of music because you have so many different styles but it's all coming from the same birthplace of hip-hop and i think and not only just in music right like it it has influenced culture it has influenced fashion it has influenced dance it's influenced so fucking much more than like what rock and roll has done and i and we both love rock and roll we both love different shit yeah. but like the true nature of it is like that's factual of like when you see how deep it goes and i always think of to like what ice cube has said too is like these guys back in the day nwa right those type of individuals were rapping about what they saw and that's just kind of how it went and these guys are still doing that it's not our fault that their life is thousands millions of dollars and doing this it's, it's what happened right and so like how yeah. can you sit there and blame someone being like well why can't you rap anything else about it? it's like well that's all they see <laughs> like what yeah, do you mean you know what i'm saying uh you know steve smith and um Fucking uh, Craig Elo can't be mad at um, right, right. LeBron James and Alex Caruso. Right. <laughs> they can't be mad at them because they in the living in the time of playing ball in the time where the money mm. went up, where the bag went up. Mm. Now, with basketball, sports totally different because everybody did get their monies or their things and their chance to invest and their money, could, right. whatever, blah, right. blah, blah. And it was a totally different game. It's always been a totally different game than the rap game. And I say that to say, with the rap game making the millions and stuff, I do feel like it should be some type of kickback and stuff to the Grandmaster Kazes and yeah. the uh, Busy Bees. And yep. I'm pretty sure for some reason, I feel like KRS-One is good. Like, he's just one of the more popular ones. But all of the old school people that kind of everybody is able to do this off of, I wish it was a union or something or some type of thing where mm. they don't have to watch all these young people get millions of dollars and then so they 
to they, I mean, Bruh, to yeah, they no, point. You're speaking some truth, of them man. not even really good. There's some trash rappers making millions. Well, especially when you they compare get to it, see that. Yeah, especially you know, when you compare it to like a rock him, right? Because like I remember watching a hip hop documentary, bro, and he it was his section to speak on just kind of his staple in hip hop, his style, blah blah blah. And bro, like he was in a broken ass, like he was outside a broken building. Like it's like, and this is one of, in my opinion, yeah. one of the most influential people when it comes to hip hop. Because all the reason why I found about Rakim was because all of my favorites talked about Rakim, Jay Z, mm. Eminem, like all these individuals mentioned this cat, and, and so that's an interesting thought, dude. I never thought Another about that. Thing like, to be, to it. like you mm. gotta also think about it. Like, what do Rakim look like being like, give me some money, y'all owe me something. Mm. Um, like he not gonna do He's that. Gonna do it. Right. Like, right. And he shouldn't like, I'm not saying he should, like he shouldn't have to is what I'm saying. Like right. my point exactly. is that this should have been, this should be in place for a long, like a long time. I mean, I guess you can't predict nothing like that, but it's also well, a lot can, on us. So it's a lot on us. It's a lot on us as fans because we do age hip hop until mm. recently. Mm. Until recently, we've been aging hip hop, and when rappers get old, we be like, "Nah, forget that." Right. And this also, uh, this also been said way before me, so it's not like I'm breaking ground here. But no, but they you're don't making... do that in rock and roll and stuff. But we do that in hip hop. But you're making a lot more sense in that. Like, cause I've heard that point, but not in that, not into like the sincerity of it, of just like, like you're saying, like they're never going to take it to that level because they did it purely for the fundamental. But there is a way to predict that. Like when, when NWA hit in white suburbia, that should have been a hard tail sign of like, we may have something super tangible outside of just our artists. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people, I, mean, I mean, it ain't no way to predict that, um, they're gonna end up being as mm. fucked over as they got. Gotcha. Like gotcha. when Rockham and Eric B and them making music, yeah. when you know everybody from the eighties, nineties, Big Daddy Kane and them, they making music and making all them hits that are the classics yeah. we love today. They not thinking that That's oh, a- I'm not gonna be able to make money off of this later. Right. This is not. They was just making music. They didn't even right. see that far probably. Right. But in back, you know. Uh, hindsight is what I'm trying to say. In mm-hmm. hindsight, some shit should have happened where even if the powers that be, the people in control is looking like, ha ha, yeah. fuck you, you signed this paper. Right. The people that now know better, it should be some type of thing to be like, hey, here. And also, I'm a fucking nobody. It could be that happening and I'm just not privy to it because I'm not there. And w- and that right. would be just fine too. Right. But right. I'm just saying. That right. I'm just saying. It should no, be something. Yeah. So let's make this transition because this is this is something I'm super interested to hear about how this fucking happened, man. Because how did you make the switch and why? Just like all this incumbent. Because I remember, dude, the first time, who the fuck was it? It might have been Randy. Someone said like, "Hey, did you see Sincere's doing comedy?" And I was like, "What? What do you mean like doing comedy? Like he went to a comedy show and he posted about it? like what's going on?" He's like, "No, no, like he went up on stage and open mic and did it," and. He, I don't know if it was Randy. This might not have been Randy. I'm pretty sure it was Randy, though. And he was kind of, like, taken back of it. It's like, oh, is that something different? And I was like, bro, that trip to Houston opened my eyes to how – or, uh, yeah, no, Austin, how funny you are. 
because like bro like it was there was so many situations and i think especially us being people of color we have certain just laughs out loud situations when might shit happen like when some stuff happens like that but I, I, I remember like no that makes sense and i was like he already has stage yeah. presence he already knows everything like that like he can be thrown into any type of crowd big small whatever <laughs> and be comfortable but like so how did that happen how did this switch to comedy happen oh man hey i appreciate the fuck out of that bro that was dope that reminded me actually of uh i think one of them first times that we had because we was first finna leave from madison yeah. and i forgot where we was at and mike was having a breakdown over one of the smallest things <laughs> and we would just looked at each other like that's the hardest thing in your life like <laughs> that that's the hardest thing right now wow wow that's great but uh but and and mike is dope there's no no discredit to mike he's oh, he, a great he, he would call guy. on himself too though he would yeah call yeah yeah he de and he definitely did like he laughed with us but i just i don't want to make it seem like you know it, it was one it's a joke on him it's a joke with him yeah, yeah. but uh <laughs> situational but, humor yeah yeah but nah that was definitely one of those times and i didn't even know see comedy all right comedy was one of those things that i was always wanting to do mm. i was always jealous of even when i was rapping i just was like i wish that i could like go tell jokes and stuff and do but i was so fucking nervous and scared yeah. with music that beat play and it's gonna be like a, a um you know it's just gonna click in my brain yeah hey you start rapping the lyrics come here you ride the rhythm it's right. just like riding a bike right and i can hide behind the beat you might not like me you don't even got to know me you don't know nothing about me none of my personal stuff but you like this song and the way i'm performing huh. and it's just such a a veil to put over yourself while you're on stage yeah and with comedy it's almost like taking that veil off no beat no music everybody just staring at you say something to make me like you Right. and that's pretty much like what it is but and that's what would make me scared all the time so um like towards the end of me not i want to say the end of me rapping but um this is maybe three four years ago so what 2016 17 um i was starting to i say maybe a year before that i was like one day i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go on stage man i'm gonna just do comedy so but i was like i gotta be prepared like you said earlier no to right, that i'm right. not gonna go up there unprepared just start writing down funny stuff writing down what like studying what how people do jokes how stand-up comedy is right. writing down stuff blah 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 um ended up my birthday ended up coming and then i was like uh i had my uh birthday coming i'm going on stage blah 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 i didn't tell nobody i maybe told a couple people at my job and uh definitely nobody that was close to me Fucking two people from my job end up just showing up <laughs> on a random for my first time. I didn't want nobody to know me. Right. What if I stuck, right? Right, right. But I ended up going up there. First joke I told, um, I like to go to tanning salons and ask for refunds. <laughs> and people laughed. And that shit was like goddamn heroin, bro. I never uh, did heroin, but I imagine that yeah. that's what it felt like. But you know what I should say? I should say crack. It had to feel like crack because I heard crack is a way quicker high. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, it because when I heard, I was like, "Oh, that was great!" And I wanted to say something else to make him laugh. And I did pretty decent throughout my first set. Mm. And I was like, "Yeah, I like that." And I just started working on it and kept doing it and kept going back. And 
Yeah, like even, and you know you really love it when you bomb. Even when I had one of my biggest bombs and I was like, fuck, it hurt. It hurt real bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to brag, but uh, I ain't never been booed rapping, bro. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't do I couldn't even imagine you being booed at rapping that, ever. No, yeah, for sure. That like, it hurt. But uh, I, went, I went back and, you know, and it, it's one of those things I just fell in love with. And um, it, it's been good to me so far. And it's a lot easier, too, man. It's... You could just be you. Just last thing I'll say about it, rap, you got this ego, you got this like not persona, but you just got this kind of there's a thing grid, there's to a be. grid to it. Yeah, there's a yeah, grid to like, it. Yeah, like I gotta be cocky, I gotta be this when I'm rapping, I gotta be on stage, I gotta act like I believe that I'm as dope as I say I am. Right. Y'all don't know none of my personal insecurities. This right. sense of love guy is great. Like <laughs> Craig ain't shit. But since of life, man, I wish I was him. <laughs> but uh but you know, when I go on stage in comedy, I can make fun of that. I can mm. say how much. Um, how not since how insecure I am, you know, yeah, how yeah, yeah, yeah. this I'm worried about, like, and it's, it's just a different type of free. So, um, those, those are the difference. Now I will, I will still do both though. I just charge more for rap now. I, yeah. I was just about to say that because you had kind of said, I thought you almost said like paused or quit rap. And I was going to be my follow up to this is like, so are you still, writing kind of like you said are you just trying to do a little bit of both a little, a little maybe get some stage time here doing some shows and then going into stage and do comedy um rap doing rapping costs money bro studio time beats all yeah, of that type 100%. of engineering bro. and with comedy don't let me get a mic and a bluetooth speaker of my own i can do a comedy show yeah. anywhere that's what Dave Chappelle used to do when he stepped away from the Chappelle show he would go to like just like the, the biggest park and grab like the shittiest speaker and just do it i'm telling you and so that's pretty much that's where that came from and it was a uh, hmm. once i started like loving both of them yeah now it's becoming more of a financial situation i still got an album that i'm gonna do that i'm working on that i'm gonna put out eventually i'm not gonna call it my last album but that's the last like that's the one thing that i have that i've been holding and just gotcha. been, you know I, I have a song and be like nah that one i'm putting that on the album gotcha so yeah. i want to get that out now that i'm Back when I just had rap, I was like, nah, this is it. This is all I'm doing. This album is going to save my life. But now that I'm, like, doing comedy and I'm plus, like, what, older, 10 years older, whatever. Right, right, right. I'm like, um, I can, I'll put that album out, get it on, get it recorded and stuff, and have that out there also. Work the comedy, get popular with that. Then be like, also, it's three albums, including the one that I'm going to record and put out. Yeah. <laughs> three albums on Spotify right now. Y'all go listen yeah, to them. Yeah. Those blow up. Now I got the money, the funds, and the audience to want to hear me rap. I'm right back in it. I still write stuff. I still think about stuff. I still freestyle to myself, all of that. As far as um, going to the studio, paying for time and all of that, paying for beats, actually trying to make songs and yeah. put music on and promote it. No, I don't do that no more. I put that energy into comedy. Gotcha. But I'll never say that I'm giving up on music. Though. Yeah, yeah. There, and there's probably, like, dude, down the way, too, is a way to infuse that into, like, an amazing show. You know what I mean? To just be like, let me do this first half hour straight comedy. And then once people get hype and you tell through your story that you're a hip-hop artist, you've done this X, Y, Z, blah, 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 through jokes. And then you have a chance to be like, let me prove it. And then you actually do it. Like, that might be, like, that might be a fucking crazy like our special bro 
Because like that's yeah. what Bo Burnham does. Like he sings yeah. and like and it's different because he's corny with it, and like you're actually an artist. You know what I mean? But like it's like it's very similar in that you could you having both talents could work. You know what I mean? It's, you know what I'm doing? What I gotta start doing, man. I gotta start taking the signs that's given to me, especially when I ask for them. Mm. You're not the first person to say that. I usually always turn it down. When somebody offered me, you do, you could get the show. You do fifteen minutes and fifteen of comedy, or thirty of this and thirty of comedy. I'm like, I don't want to mix the two. I want to have one separate yeah. kind of that because they're not that, the though. same and it's different and da da da. And I don't want to go up there and do comedy. But the more and more people ask me, the more it makes me realize people might want to see that and who am i to say i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna showcase both of my talents if people want to see it maybe it's so foreign to me or it don't feel like it could work to me or it look like this doesn't never be but i mean or it look like it can't be done to me because it's never been done as good as i'm not gonna say i can do it but because it is people that rap and do comedy it is but and I didn't watch their stuff, so I don't know how good it is. Right, but right. I'm saying, like, maybe it is a way that I could do it and make it good to me. Right. That I would be like, this is dope. Right. In my mind, I got to get over that because I am opening up to that a little bit more. Because as long and my only gripe would be I have to do comedy first. Yes, yeah, I would music, agree. I would agree. Music, you have to start no, out. Nothing beats music. Nothing yeah. beats music, man. No, yeah. I'm not saying my music. I'm saying any country music, right. rock music, right? Any concert, nothing's gonna beat the music playing. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's and that's the key to get them to your music too, right? Is like catch them with your stories, your experiences, and then you know hit them with that. I'm just saying, bro. Like it might be it pretty work, dope, bro. bro. I'm just saying. It could work. Um. So. I because it's so crazy that like the reason why I'm also excited to talk about this with you is because like I'm a huge fan of comedy and I have like dabbled with the idea I will never do it but like it's been there of just like when you're on drunk some drunk shit or something and you're like man I could do it blah blah, blah. it'll never happen but I love being a fan of it like I like I will literally put on a comedy special put it in my headphone that's how like I will start nodding off to my like sleep for the night you know what I mean is <laughs> like putting on stuff stuff like that so who who are you who are you listening to these days who's your not top five necessarily because it's different with comedy right but like who are your influences who are the people that you like right now maybe like locally or even like nationally yeah uh comedy is weird on the music i mean on on the music side comedy is weird on the influence side yeah because musically you could be influenced and as long as you write in your own stuff and you don't take that flow right Right. You could be like, oh, man, I could see the Nas in him. I could see the Kendrick in him. But that's dope. Right. With comedy, it ain't so cool to be like, oh, I can see the Chappelle in him. I can see the Chris Rock in that's him. That's very so true. You, so you kind of not lack. Because um, you do get inspired by them. But you lack of, I guess, the, I'm, I'm, I can't find a word right now. But the word. The thing that will kind of like mimic their style or you would take some of their style and blend it with your style, right. that's kind of the last thing you will want to do with comedy because you want to be yourself and be unique and always be true to you. But you can always be like, man, that motherfucker was funny. Right. He was real good. Right. I got to step my game up. I got to start, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Whatever, whatever. Like working out more, so, yeah, going out there and yeah. Yeah, testing stuff. 
Yeah, but as far as like who I'm listening to, who I'm a fan of, who I like a lot, yeah, definitely Dan Soda and Big J Okerson, uh on the bonfire. Because another thing, another plus, I listen to mostly podcasts and they mostly comedians, yeah. and they the comedians I like. So right. you know, I can it's easy to list them off, easier to list them off rather than rappers. Um, yeah, so Dan Soda, Big J Okerson, Carlos Miller. Chico Bean, <laughs> Clayton English, and DC Young Fly on the 85 South show. Yeah. Definitely Carlos Miller, though. Okay. That man is a genius, bro. He is on the Mount Rushmore for me right now. Definitely. Uh uh Dan Soda was super dope too. Uh, yeah. I just I worked with him. He was the last kind of big comic that I <laughs> worked with, quote unquote worked with, because I opened for him the whole weekend at hey. comedy. Right? It's it's a it's the smallest of flexes. Well, no, bro. see, this is where. <laughs> but it's, okay. but it's, no, we're gonna pause here. Quick. No, we're gonna pause here quick because this is an argument I have had with you since I've I've met you. I'm pretty sure, bro. And you've probably heard this. You are too humble in industries where you're not supposed to be, and that's why I appreciate. Like that's why I love your personality and who you are, bro. But it's like, <laughs> damn, man. Like I've heard your shit both on an album. Both on a comedy store. You're funny. You're musically talented. That's just how it is, bro. Like, and when you have these, and when you have these opportunities, you flex. Like, you you've opened for amazingly big artists. You've opened for comedy artists. Like, it is what it is. If people don't like it, well, they should fuck off. Then you know what I mean. Like, you I need, feel like, you, I'm man. Just saying, I bro. Wish, oh, I wish I could be that guy. It's just something in me that be like, bro. Hey, but that's what that's what you makes know, you, I you think- and that's what people appreciate about you. You know. I think it comes from me honestly knowing that I got so and I do I do really do appreciate you saying that though for real because it is like with no bragging though it is a big deal it's it's accomplishment it's a thing to say you done especially when you love these things the way that I love them but it's also to me I feel like I got so much more to do and I got so much I want to be able to do the way that Working for Dan make me feel the way they're doing, you know, open it for Talib yeah. Kweli and shit. Yeah. Make me feel. I want to be able to do that for another artist. Yeah, that's when I'm gonna be fucking excited. Yeah, I want to be able to come through and be like, now nah, who's the local artist here? That's who I want to listen to to open up for me. I like I want to be the artist to come through. I want to be the comic to come through. Now nah, who's the local comics here? I want to see who right. I want to open for me, and that's in every city because. I remember being local and having these people come through and wanting that shot and that opportunity. And even like you say, even a feeling to be like, man, I got to fucking do that with them and hang out with them all weekend type shit. So, but that shouldn't make me feel any less than about anything that I've done so far. But like you've always, you've always been like this in in that you don't want to be satisfied. You know, the bigger picture, you have the bigger ambitions and that's what makes you successful. Right. Like, is that, that mindset of like, that's cool, but let's keep it pushing and get to the next thing. Whereas like, just as a friend, brother fan of yours right like it is the yeah. point of just like man that's that's some shit bro like that's not like and the factor that you're you're like and i don't take that for granted dude i definitely no, no, use that as inspiration when y'all do that like for real i don't want that to be misconstrued right no 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 y'all, no yeah, it never is never i use is. that as inspiration also right but like it is it's just like it's it's crazy to see 
your progression in it in such the short amount of time but like it makes sense because of how you are and just how you study and how you go about yourself but it's just like it's just it's dope to see man like because like it came out of fucking left field i know more i've had conversations more than once with different individuals that you may not even know personally and people that i might have introduced their music to you blah blah blah, like whatever of just like what is he doing i was like no no like it makes sense like trust me like i've spent a lot of time in the studio with this cat. I traveled <laughs> with this dude. Like, wait, like he's funny. Like, there's there's shit there. Like, but like it makes sense, man. I almost appreciate that more than you liking the music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I'm also biased. So like when I get when I'm a fan, especially after spending so much time with someone, like, man, you could do, I don't know, you could pretty much do anything. I'm probably just gonna the bout about it either way, but. Right. So well, look, I, hey, speak my praises in public, but if I suck at something, DM me oh, and let me know. Oh, no, bro, you trust me, and, I, and, we, and we've done that, right? Like, I remember the first time I was yeah, like, all right, yeah. the, in the studio, like, when something came across, I was like, I don't like this, and I don't know how yeah. this is going to go, but, like, that's why I loved working with you, is was, because, like, you were always open to criticism, and you want that. And I remember you even... I was even, just going to say, that was one of the uh, another reason I knew I was going to like you early. You was one of the few people who would tell me if some shit was whack like yeah yeah no because i remember right before you went up on some it was a show in madison i believe and you looked at me and michael and you'd be like watch this and if i don't do something catch it and tell me and then yeah. and i was like okay like that's that that set the 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 environment for me to know like okay you you, you really want feedback right and you really oh, you want know. to get this craft honed in you know it's dope Definitely. So where did the, where before we get into like more current stuff, the last thing I wanted to ask about this and these new ad- adventures is like where did this podcasting thing come from, man? Because like I love that you're podcasting now too. I've listened to a couple episodes. Y'all y'all are funny. It's a it's 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 all, it's all over that type of show. Like it's all over the place, which is great. But like where is that? Where did that come from? Just because of you as a fan? Because again, this is where it's funny, man. Is we have a lot of similarities still, even all these years apart and distance wise is like, I'm a fan of comedy. You are in comedy. I've been addicted to podcasting and started a couple. Now you've started one. Like, so where did that, was it just because you listened to it or if you just wanted to always do it? It was, um, it was the comedy thing and definitely being a fan of it and listening to them for so long and just over the years and just realizing it was the comedy. Once I got into comedy, because I was listening to him when uh before I did comedy, I'm pretty sure. Because I've been listening to Joe Budden podcast since day one. I was he gonna like, say um, even back in the day, I remember you mentioning podcast like even before they were yeah. before I knew what the podcast was. Yeah, so I was like listening to him then. So I think when I started doing comedy and then start listening to other people's, and I ain't gonna lie, it was some type of like, man, this is people's jobs. And I hate my real job. Right. I wish I could do this for a job. And then it's like, well, why don't you start? And maybe it could be one day type shit in my mind. Right. So I started putting it together and I actually like did it. I'm like, it's no real comedy ones. And it was shout out to uh, Adam X Chuck. That was a uh, two comic, two local comics had a uh, podcast out here. But I mean, <clears throat> I will, it should be more. We should yeah. all have why, why so many comics. Why is Madison Comedy on State? Shout out to Comedy on State. Why is that such a big club in the nation, in the America? All the comics know about it. None of these local comics got a social media presence. They don't, we don't do skits together. Yeah. We didn't get a podcast. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so I was like, I'll just start one. I'll do one. Whatever. Right, I'll right. have one. So I gra- <laughs> gather some comics, put a podcast together, and just stuck through it. And the one thing I always said was, 
I have to do this for me. Mm. I enjoy doing it. I like doing it. Because yeah. the minute I start looking at numbers, I'm going to get depressed. Right. The minute I start caring about who's listening to me and who's watching, yeah. I'm going to get depressed. Yeah. Because gonna, who's going to jump out? Nobody on the, basically in the world and start getting a thousand views and getting money off their podcast with sponsors. Right, right. You got to start and just do it for the love. Yeah. And that's pretty much where it came from and how it started. And I found some people who like doing it. I'm not going to say they love it as much as me, but they like doing it. They enjoy it. And we got a good chemistry together. And uh, I got a new best friend out of it. Shout out I, to Samara. <laughs> I was going to say, shit's funny, bro. Too, it's, it's, it, it's funny, dude. It's funny shit, man. It's, it's, hey, it, thanks, man. Appreciate it, man. Every time somebody tell me they listen, I'm shocked. And I'm the same way because, oh, like, appreciate yeah. No, I'm the same way because, like, a couple people had just hit me up about the last episode we did. And it's just, like you said, because, like, I just love doing this. Like, I just love talking, catching up with old friends or if it's someone that I find, like, they have a very specific opinion that I'm interested in talking to them about. Like, I really love doing it. And it, it is fun when, like, you ignore numbers in that sense, right, of that, like, when you get those random messages of, like, hey, like, when's your new episode coming out? Or, like, hey, just listen to this. I really like that part of the information. Like, it's like, oh, shit, like, what? Like, that was, like, three hours in on one episode. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of crazy. It really is, man. But but I love it, man. I really do love That's it. Dope. Like, it's, it's just one of them things, like, I mean, if I could afford to, I'd still be rapping. But, I mean, like I say, the, the shit I could do, I still do. So I love that. I love doing the comedy every week when I get the chance. I wish it wasn't way before COVID. We was doing open mics four days. Well, we had them Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, so yeah, like four, four days a yeah, week. Yeah, four nights a week, yeah. Yeah, so um, and uh, now it's, it's getting back to that, but it's not the same. But either way. Like, yeah. I, I love doing that. And with the podcast, it just kind of fell into that, <clears throat> excuse me, the same thing. Like, uh, shout out to my guy, Corey, uh, with Radio 22, Corey uh, Dash Dub. Hey, he, yep. he runs uh, Radio 22, Radio22.com. It's an internet radio station or whatever. We just got a Roku channel. So, damn, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be saying that right now. Fuck. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But look, you you'll be able to watch us real soon. That's, all right, that's and, uh, super dope. That's dope. So that that's dope. And yeah, so it's just I, I, we get to go to the studio, we get to record, and just having that little and that came from rapping. He was a DJ from rapping that nah, I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so we, yeah I, to, I just had him on the last episode. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah Cor so being Cor able to have back. It. Oh shit! Shout out! To, I know he was on the last episode. Shout uh, out to Corey. Yeah, bro. So like, I met him through. So I was done with my first degree at MMI, and I don't know if I enrolled Corey necessarily, but I definitely was met through him through like a quick MMI thing. And so yeah, so I've known him for quite some time. We actually Madison Hip Hop Awards. We did a crossover video because he uh, for promotion for votes. Yeah. Uh, so I was up for Audio Engineer of the Year, and he was up for New Artist of the Year. Or artist of the year one of the two and yeah and so we did a collab video and just like tried to get each other cross votes so yeah oh, no, we could, yeah yeah i know i know Corey. that's dope that's man dope. that's amazing man hey, you want to hear a quick funny story Let's about uh, yes, Corey? Please. now this is uh i was opening up for and stop me if you heard this one before because i told it a few times it's fucking hilarious to me shout out to shaw too shaw was uh my manager in rap yes sir what still is Big my manager in rap 
And uh, yeah, shout out to him. He was also on a trip with us too. He traveled with us. I'm trying to get him on, man. Like I haven't reached out to him because, like you know, Charlotte, he's he's very professional in that sense. So I want to make sure I have all my shit ready for Mm -hmm. that for when that comes. But I'm, I'm trying to get him on, man. Bro, whenever you hit him up, he'll do it, man. Shaw definitely do it, man. As long he's just busy. He yeah, real I know, busy. Yeah, he's real busy. He's got so much yeah. shit. That, that's also you another reason why I'm like, I don't want to hit you up. Things. But what's the story? <laughs> I want to know this. So me, Shaw, and uh, Corey, because Corey was DJing for me that night. We had, uh, we go to the Majestic for sound check because I'm opening for Tech 9. Hey. Now, uh, you know how Corey look. Yep. You know how Tech 9 looks. Yeah. Just remember though. <laughs> so, I'm a sound check at Majestic. That's cool. Right next door is Madison's. We go over to Madison's yep. to chill. I'm not finna leave from downtown. Miss my parking spot. I got a good parking spot. Yep. So I'm chilling downtown. We go over to Madison's. People, of course, the fans coming from the show, they stop over to Madison's or somebody waiting. Whatever, this, whatever it be. Out of nowhere, Misha and Corey is sitting at a table in Madison's. We just chilling. I'm having a, uh, a drink or whatever. We chilling. And I don't even know if I'm having a drink, but whatever. We chilling, sitting at a table. And um, fucking a fan or something comes up. And I still got this picture on my Facebook to this day. If y'all want to <laughs> go search through it, y'all search through Craig Smith's uh, Facebook and find a picture. <laughs> It's a picture, a white guy and his, uh, and the white guy kind of looked like Peter Griffin a little bit. He walked up, <laughs> he did. He walked up with his girlfriend and they were, I mean, he was fanning out. He oh, was no. going, he was, oh man, I can't believe I've seen you in here. Da da da, just before the show. I just got tickets to the show to come see you. Da da da, blah, blah, blah. Now, me, I'm the rapper. I'm thinking this. I'm like, oh, he must have seen me at another show or something before. This is wild. I'm like, this is cra- I'm just awkward for me. I don't know how to act. What do I say oh, to this guy? You know, shit. let me. How do I be mean to him? Like he a fan of mine. I ain't never met a fan before. <laughs> so let me. This is my first fan. You know, like. <laughs> Man, he scooped past me so quick and brushed me off, shoulder bumped me to the side and went over to Corey like, Tech 9, I can't believe that I've seen you in here. <laughs> this man, he was such a big fan of Tech 9, almost to the point of tears, that he thought Corey was Tech 9. Also, a true testament to white people be thinking all black people look alike. Like, <laughs> like what is you doing? Oh, so of course, so of course, when the dude say this, he Corey like, oh no, nah, man, I'm not. I shut Corey up so fast. You shut the fuck up. God damn it, Tech Nine, you be quiet, Tech Nine. What are you talking about, Tech? Don't be so modest, Tech. Take a picture with the fan, Tech. <laughs> <laughs> so to this day, I got a picture on my Facebook of a white man that think that with Corey thinking that Corey is Tech Nine. <laughs> Bro, it just I I first off, <laughs> I've I've never heard that story. That's so fucking hilarious, and it's just it's so much funnier to me 
is because I know all the parties involved and I, exactly. I and I can see it playing out in my head of just like your all's reaction. That's so fucking hilarious. I can't, oh, I cannot wait till I see Corey next or talk to him because like I, <laughs> he has never told me this story. I, yeah, I've never heard this. And it's funny uh, coming Bruno, from like, like shit. That's I'm so gonna tell that hilarious. story so much that Corey gonna eventually come back to me like, hey, could you stop? <laughs> like, this was my eighth time somebody came up to me and told me about that story. Oh, I did shit. it. I did it in front of him at a like an event that he had me do comedy on before. But that's only because he okay. was like there, so people yeah, yeah. kind of got to get the reference. Yeah. But then that's the only reason I told you, because like you say, you know everybody. So. Yeah. Oh my god, that's <laughs> fucking that's that's fucking gold, dude. And for anyone yeah, that's man. listening that doesn't know who Corey is, like we've been promoting his stuff and using his Photoshop, so like or photo like a photo of him, I should say. Uh, go and Google the two because like it's that's fucking funny, <laughs> and you'll you'll probably laugh way harder at that. Oh shit. So not to switch it to more of a, a darker note, but like, I just kind of wanted to also pick your brain on just the world that we've kind of been living in these last couple of years, bro. Just with, I don't know if you want to start maybe with pandemic stuff, that stuff is kind of meh to me, but more about just like, I'm always interested when having someone of color on this podcast to discuss where they think everything's at just because um, a lot of my listeners are white. A lot of them are from really small communities that mm, maybe make them look at things a little bit differently than. And, and I think you've been to my hometown. I think I brought you into Lodi once. I oh can't. yeah, yeah. We shot a video there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I said, shout out to Sarah. I still rock with Sarah. Yeah. I met her yeah. And so like, and I remember you talking to me about just like seeing kind of where I'm from, seeing where like, even like the smaller community from where my parents are now, where I grew up, like you've even said like, this is must've been crazy. And so like, I just wanna, wanna pick your brain. How has, how has your view of the world been the last couple of years with social justice, the, the, the relationships of minorities to white communities? Man, this is a, uh... Uh, my bad. I was, uh, I got to oh, call my mom when I leave here. <laughs> I just looked over. I see my phone was ringing. But, um, nah. Um, let's see. I mean, we can, let's, let me think about how I want to go down, like, in order. With the race stuff or whatever, I mean, it's always been that. It was great that it was kind of, kind of fell into a time slot where people was able to kind of sit at home and mm. digest everything. Yeah. So when rest in peace uh, to George Floyd, but when that happened, people was able to really sit down and look and be like, oh shit, yeah. we, shit is happening. Yeah. And motherfuckers ain't been just crying and saying, you know, woe is me these years. Right. These past hundred whatever fucking years right, we've right. been trying to tell them, you know? So that was, I guess, for lack of a better word, I, I would hate to say, I'm not going to say good, but that was one uh, thing that came from that. Yeah. And uh, other than that, man, it's, I mean, it's still the people that's going to be racist going to be racist. And it's just that the people that were allies and the people that's kind of the people that were allies were just sick of the shit kind of to a point to where they got they had the time to mm. be loud enough and they right. got loud enough. And we hey, good looking out for that, I guess. You yeah. know, yeah. I was 
I was more so bothered about the random messages that I was getting, like, hey, Craig, I'm sorry, da-da-da. What the fuck is you randomly messaging me, apologizing to me for? Like, you didn't fucking do nothing. Like, that's fucking weird. But other than that, and, like, when that, I I thought it was a joke, but, like, that really happened to me a couple of times. And I was like, all right. I know. Let's talk about that. The same thing happened with me when the Atlanta shooting with um, when the white guy killed all those uh, Asian people. Like that happened relatively quickly. (laughs) Like of just like, hey, like I'm really sorry. Like, and I appreciated it because like I understand where it's coming from. In that, like it's it's that's obviously something that you might have posted about and saw your passion through it. I've posted about something. They saw my passion. So they knew that we were connected. But, like, it was also this weird thing of just, like, is it just because, like, I'm the only Asian person you know that, like, you, you're doing this? And, and again, I'm grateful dead. for the sentiment of it. But, like, the, the thought that, of it could always be, yeah. That was the thing. The same thing I said. Like, oh, shit, I must be the only black person you know. And now you feel like, phew. Get that out of the way. Right. Craig, Craig said I'm good, so right. I must be fine. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not going I'm not gonna validate you with that. Like, I'm not gonna hit you with a thanks, appreciate that. You're such a good white person for that. Ooh. Right. <laughs> like, no. Right. Like you should you're you should be a good human regardless. Like yeah. you shouldn't have to you should have been feeling away about everything. It shouldn't have took him for you to be mm. i should be getting if re, if you really feel that way yeah. i should be getting an apology from you every time mm. every time you hear about one you should be in my inbox my dm apologizing to me right. if that's how you really feel right but you didn't really feel that way it was just one of them things and even like to to your point with that like i already like i've i've been had asian friends and stuff i've yeah. been i'm already like black you think that I want other people to go through this shit? Like, yeah. I know what the fuck is like. I know how fucked up that is. So, you know what I'm saying? How that shit happened to, you know what I'm saying, your people and stuff. Yeah. I don't get, like, yeah. I, I get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's why I'm probably not finna go through all, go through my list on Facebook or go through my list in my phone or think about all the fucking yeah. Asian people I smoked with or talked to or said hi to and yeah. be like, send them a message and make, no, I don't have to do that. Right. Because these are my friends and my friends know me right. you know what i'm saying right and because that's what friends are 100. but whatever yeah no and you you and i have had this conversation and you might have been one of the first people to really point this out to me where i started using this throughout my life is that you and i sat down it might have been the trip to austin and just had conversations of just like your experiences my experiences and i think it was a mutual person that said like man you guys clicked like quickly and I, you might have said it out loud just like well yeah man like racist is racist like it doesn't matter if you're a shade of black or a shade of asian like i know what prejudice feels like because the same person using that n-word probably said go back to your own country china you know like and exactly and is that something that like you had developed because obviously moving from chicago to madison is quite different right like it's 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 very and you've traveled in areas and performed hip hop in areas where maybe it didn't look anything like the stereotypical hip hop show, right? Like I, we've been to a few of those where it's been in back <laughs> back places and it's like, okay, it's just a bunch of white college kids, which is fine. But like, where did that notion or that thought, I guess, come from or stem from? Man, I, I would have to, honestly, I would have to credit my mom with that, man. Like mm. as a, coming up as a kid, like, mm-hmm. 
she would always I remember when AIDS was going around crazy, right? Okay. And everybody was scared of AIDS. Like when I was coming up as a kid and yeah. it was a big deal. And we was going to church and one of our childhood friends, they was uh, my mom's childhood friends rather. So they was like, you know, family friends, real close. Black people, we got a lot of play cousins. So <laughs> that, that just mean that my mom had a friend when she was a teenager. She 40 now. They still been friends. Yep. That's family, goddammit. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that type of shit. Yeah. And uh, one of his his uh, brothers end up having AIDS. So while we was at church one day, you know, they came down, they was explaining to us, mm. you know, don't, you know, you don't got, and we was kids. Mm. So don't got to be, you know, feeling no way. You don't got to be blah, blah, blah. I walked right up to him and I said, hug him. Cause I knew him. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I, walked, I hugged him. It wasn't nothing. So I was, I felt like I was always kind of taught that mm. as a kid to not really be prejudiced towards somebody or treat somebody different or treat somebody bad right. because they different that will trans uh, if we fast forward into high school when I, I went to all boy high school I went to Hales Franciscan and um, Hales Franciscan Hales excuse me Hales Franciscan in Chicago if uh, you know people that's in Chicago know that's an all boy school it's one of the top all boy schools in one of the top high schools in uh, Chicago Catholic schools mm -hmm. definitely one of the top all boys schools. Mm -hmm. We had we used to sit and talk hip hop at the uh, lunch table all the time. Me, Robert Boyd, shout out to Robert Boyd, man. I ain't seen him in a long time. I miss him. Best friend as a kid, and uh, it was a few more of us, but I really remember Robert because mm -hmm. we used to have some of the most some of the best hip hop arguments. And yeah. um, I got a chance to send him some of my raps one time, and he gave me my props. That meant a lot to me. And that's uh, the coast, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, but in that group of friends, we had one of the gay kids, one of the out gay kids mm. at our uh, school. Right. And his his name was Ernest. Ernest Chapman. Shout out to you, Ernest, if you listening for some reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> but nah, he was uh, and we, I mean, we used to just talk like talk to him, treat him like he was one of the regular dudes. Right. Except for we would ask him shit like, "So you mean to tell me if you had Foxy Brown and Lil Kim <laughs> naked, you wouldn't fuck him?" And he would say, "I ask him to go shopping," blah, blah, and we would all share a laugh. Yeah, and that was just yeah. it, like. I, so I never like had that in my my heart or whatever. And then when you like growing up and you seeing stuff and you just through life observing certain things, you you learn that what's my point of arguing with somebody racist, especially if they old, you ain't gonna change them. You gotta mm. let them be. Da da da. What's the point of letting them get that much control over me to get angry and da 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 blah? Like that's what they would want. What's the point of acting like a nigga when they want me to act like a nigga because they calling me a nigga? Like right. this is just all pointless stuff. So I, I tend to kind of feed them the other way and that's another point from my mom like that she taught me like if you if a bully getting to you you know laugh with them that'll really fuck with them somebody right. talking about your shoes or they bullying you or whatever and it's funny laugh yeah. if it's not funny it ain't don't let it bother you it's right. worth, like just shit like that so yeah it's, it's just I, I i've always looked at it like that and then once you look at it like that younger as you growing up in the world and looking at things and observing things and just the world being what it is, you start looking at it like that from being black to being Asian to being gay. Now, I'm not saying that any of them are the same thing or they equivalent at all. Right. But the root of the hate that we all would get 
from what mm. most of the time is the same person. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I feel yeah. like yeah. I feel like it's a bond there somewhere <laughs> that we can all understand. Yeah. You know, yeah. like well, that motherfucker hate us too. I don't know why. Well, right. I don't know why they hate you either. Right. <laughs> no, because like that, like and that's something. Like honestly, bro, that is one of my earliest conversations with a friend of that. Like because like then it just started happening. And I don't know if it was just coincidence after a conversation like that with you is like I started having myself surrounding with more people of color right like I was hanging out with more black people I was hanging starting to find more of an Asian crew and Hispanic crew and one of my friends Alex shout out Alex Kudina I think you know Alex yeah you know you should know Alex um but like he was always just fascinated by it in that like I was able to just do this quickly, but he noticed that it wasn't maybe as quick with someone that was white. And I, and that was like a, the first time I can remember explaining that to someone after you and I've had that conversation. I'm just like, well, yeah, man, like hate's hate. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's like where it's like you said, exactly like you said, it's the core thing of it is the exact same. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter what they're hating on. Like it's just the bullshit. It's also some type of code, and too. I was uh, hearing earlier that, uh, oh, shout out to Kevin on stage. I remember this one. He said this. Um, I was watching this on a Squadcast earlier, and he was saying that, like, with black people, at least, um, with certain slangs and stuff, mm. the way we can all understand each other is, like, you can go somewhere you've never really been, and they can say a word or say slang a certain way mm. or pronounce a word a certain way, and just as a black person, I would get it automatically Yeah, just because I'm, I'm used to that. It's like I'm coded in that language. Yep. And it might be the same thing for you, you know, the same thing for Asian people. Y'all, y'all might be able to do something yeah. or link up on a way that people not able to right. because you just have that, yeah. you know? And no, it's you know. crazy that you say that because like I wasn't even raised by Asian people, man. Like all, my whole my whole family is white, but there are times when I'm among Asian people and I see something, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I like I like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just like it is you know? that it is that inherent code of just like, and that's just like humans, right? Like because we're all tribalism type of people, like you're gonna have that. But I remember that, dude. I remember that's so funny that you say that because we were somewhere, maybe Austin again, or maybe it was like when the show. And something, no, it was when we were in Chicago. I remember this. We were in Chicago. It was right, I don't know who we were opening for, but it was someone pretty big at the time coming in the circuit. And you were kind of just showing us around because you're obviously from that, from Chicago. And yeah. something happened. And Michael and I just kind of just like looked at it like, what? And he's just like, oh, no, no, we're good. He was just meaning this. <laughs> and I was like, and it was, it's, that just popped in my head because it was in Chicago of all places, too. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's so crazy that yeah, you said. Sha- I ain't going to lie. Shaw had us driving through some parts of Chicago. I was looking at him like, is we good? Bro, <laughs> like, bro, are I, we okay over here? Yo, when I, I, tell, I don't come over here. <laughs> when I tell people about that time, they like I was they're like where did you go I was like bro like I've been to certain parts of Chicago and I've listened to a lot of hip hop artists from Chicago where I went is I don't think I was supposed to be there I don't think I was ever <laughs> supposed to see these parts of Chicago bless bless his heart because he was he just being just knowing Shaw if anyone knows Shaw like he's just very protective of who he's with anyway so like we were good but like the people he did introduce us to did accept us just like so quickly, but it, it was just like, there were some parts of that trip. I was just like, Oh, all right. I mean, I'm good. Like we're good. I, I have faith that you have faith in our trust, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, God damn, like this is, 
you can feel it down here. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. It was a way different Chicago than it is right now. Yeah. I wouldn't play around like that right now in Chicago. Yeah, I haven't like I'm I so we I actually just moved outside of Chicago. I'm like thirty minute in Naperville. Like it's like Oh, shout out to I yeah. okay. Yeah, so that's where I'm at now. And yeah, that's what the feel has been of Chicago lately. Because after being in California, we didn't want to necessarily move back to Wisconsin. So Chicago area is what we were looking for. But yeah, that's what they say these days. It's getting getting a little hot again down here. But I mean, I mean, you, I don't see you going to the south side. No, or no, no, not like often, bro. Dangerous west side. Or like, I don't see you going to them places. So you, you would be fine. You go to Chicago. You probably going downtown the yeah. north side. But, they, they've even you know said I mean? though, like in certain areas now, like even in like more of suburbia Chicago, it's just not like you said. It's just it's different. It's just not maybe the same feel of ten years ago. Hey, but, man. I'm sure that's everywhere though, bro. A lot like a lot of people getting money these days, that's, bro. Yeah, that's a hundred percent right. <laughs> that's that's. But I I would say this though, man. If you, I would like I would still feel safe. If I was an Asian with a white wife living in the suburbs no, of yeah. Chicago, oh, no, we're good. I still feel pretty safe because oh, no, I'd be like, "Bruh, ain't nobody." If you if you coming out here to get somebody, you kind of know who you coming <laughs> <Exactly>. in. <laughs> he probably got some money and moved out the hood. <laughs> well, I ain't never been to the hood. You ain't coming to my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, trust hey, me. We we feel super safe here. We know we know where we're at. Hey, like, say no more, bro. Say no oh, more. Oh my shit, bro. It. That shit's funny. Though. I get it. Oh man. So, but how is? Because I think during the time of that past summer, right? Like I I saw you posting. Like and and it's rare that you post. You've been doing a lot more, but it's probably because of your comedy stuff. It's it's rare that you usually post long videos, and I noticed that was like something that you maybe a little doing a little bit more frequently to try and give perspective. Was that something that you were just naturally drawn to? Was that something that you felt like you just needed to get off your chest? What what was that? Oh hell no, nah, bro! Yeah. It's a stressful event every time I make a video. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I am like I'm. Look, I'm old, bro. I'm almost. I ain't got no reason to lie. <clears throat> I'm proud of it. I'm almost forty. Yeah, I'll be forty in a short amount of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> I'm still a little bit scared. <laughs> scared to say it. Oh shit! You you still there? No, yeah, I'm still here. I'm good. Oh, okay. My bad. The video just went away for you. Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. We're good. But uh, nah. Um. So nah. Like I'm. I'm still. Uh. I. I get nervous every time I make a video, bro. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like the way I look on the camera. I be so self conscious about it, and I'm training myself to not give a fuck, yeah. to not worry about it, yeah. to not try to make the perfect video. That if I stumble on the word, so what? If I'm saying something and it don't go well, like I'm trying to just worry about the energy and mm. the points I want to make in mm. videos yep. and just put them out. And I just want to start exploring that and doing that more because getting on social media and all of that, that's kind of the way. That's the wave. If yep. I want to do what I say that I, if I'm trying to be what I say I want to be, I got to stop waiting or doing it the slow way. And I got to start taking every avenue that I can to get to that place. Yeah. And if social media and making videos, stating my opinions or trying to make jokes or whatever is the case is one of those avenues, then that's just what I got to do. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then, yeah. and then just like your, have you, I guess my, my, I, when I try and have people of color on this, I try and, 
also translate frustrations that we may have of stereotypes and shit like that, right? Because I think part of my point of all these episodes is like I want there to be a clear communication between white communities and people of color because I think that's what we lack is like this bridge of opportunity to just talk and hear conversations of what we because like because I've explained to people when I when I am with people of color it is natural that we talk about shit like that we talk about yeah. hey man when we talk about white people yeah exactly exactly 100 percent, right and like to, to be yeah to put 100 percent on it that is right we talk about our situations with white communities right and what's maybe something that you just if you could right and this is where we get into like what i call like the quick hitter questions is like what would you want to maybe talk to them about uh, is there anything in particular is it more you're not you're not in that 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 lane right now or that mindset or anything if i was uh to want to talk to them about anything it would, it would be more of a reactionary conversation because i don't mm. i'm not the one i'm not gonna say i'm not the one with the issue like i'm just talking to all white people like they all hate me or something that's definitely not the case <laughs> no no but like, <laughs> but like, but that's but a, like that's a solid let's point. just say i'm in the mind state of this right if i was to sit down and talk to like a racist or a clan member or something and yeah. have a conversation it would all be reactionary because my only question would be like where does your hate stem from and why do you hate me so much mm. like what did i do to you what does that come from yeah. and if we can just and also I guess the second point would be if I if I had to talk first, I would say just if I or yeah, if I had to go on the offensive or whatever, just tell me the truth. That's mm. it. Just be real with your feelings. Hmm. I don't like you because you black. Yeah. I don't like you because you're not white. I don't like you because you gay. I don't like you because you whatever. Like just be real and say that. You know how frustrating it is and how irritating it is when motherfuckers, you know what it is. You mm. know, I know it's pure hate, but mm. you want to tell me that the Bible says this. You want to tell me that, no, the law says this. You want to tell me that, no, it's just that this is that. No, it. you know what the fuck it is. Right. That's the most frustrating part of it all, because that's almost like the biggest gaslighting ever, because that's you calling them now that'll drive a motherfucker crazy. Like yeah. if you you never have no fucking logic for when women be saying that dudes drive them crazy or whatever because yeah. they be doing shit or whatever, but yeah. then the guy tell them and try to convince them that what they really seeing is not what it is and they know it's real and all of that. That's what racism is. Mm. I know it's fucking racism. I know it's racist. I know you don't like me, but you're going to tell me everything in the world besides you don't like me, even though it's right here playing in my face. Mm. You're displaying that you don't like me. Like that shit would drive me crazy because you won't just fucking admit your hate. And right. I feel like if, if you're going to hate, you shouldn't hate at all. We can't eradicate all of the hate, and get it out of here. Right. So if we're not going to do that, at least let me know and tell me, I just hate you. Right. Like if you for right. real, just be like, it's no explanation for this. This is why what I'm trying. This is why it don't make sense. This is why what I'm trying to explain to you when you say I don't want you in my neighborhood or blah, 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 blah. This is why it don't make sense to you when I'm saying it. Because honestly, I just hate you. Right. And right. I feel like that'll be, uh, it'll be a fucking cold shoulder, fucking never talk, never be around each other type of thing. Or whatever. I don't know what the fuck it'll be. I but mean, at least it would not make me feel so goddamn crazy or it won't bother me so much. No. And like, I think that's a sentiment that a lot of people of color share, honestly. And like maybe to 
certain ears it sounds like blasphemy like why would you want that it's like but it's worse when it's like when maybe you know someone doesn't like you for being black or being asian whatever right but then they try and put this front on that they're also cool with you and it's like that shit is i'd rather you call me a slur because i know how to deal with that because it's happened so much versus this like bullshit of like pretending that you're cool and then all of a sudden i hear you use the n-word this or like make it slur you know like and so it is it makes a lot of sense like i'd rather i'm the same way like i'd rather you just be blunt to my face because like you said because like you said like the reason on top of that is just that when you doing stuff that's like you're doing stuff that's obviously hateful towards me like you don't mm. want me here or whatever or you can't come in here mm. i can't think of no examples that's why i'm just i right, understand right, right. that yeah. but like with more hate it's more bothersome when you're doing stuff and you won't just say i'm doing this because i hate you right. but you but you rather say no nah, i'm doing this because what the bible says this right. or i'm doing this because of religion or i'm doing this because right. of this but no you're just doing it because you hate that's it mm. yeah no, and it would make it it would make it a lot easier to communicate that of because like there's people that are like, well, statistically black people do this in their communities. It's like, no, bro, like that, that's bullshit. And the reason why it sounds like bullshit, like exactly what you said, is because there is no proof of it. It's just because you hate black people. Like, that, yeah, you know what I mean. And again, like we're generalizing to make conversation conversation because yeah. we don't have time. But to I mean, into you can this. apply it to anything. Mm. You can really apply it to everything. Like. Yeah. um yeah, even like with the gay stuff or whatever. You, I mean, no fucking best friends coming in the restaurant. Like, I yeah, don't know what you're saying, yeah. but like, it could be anything they can make up. And the real reason would be we don't want no gay people in here, but they'll say everything, you know what I'm saying, yeah. in the world. Or, well, I mean, but, if, yeah. I didn't want to bring up the mask and shit. No, but yeah, that type of shit. Dude. Yeah, yeah, like, but like, like, like the, like the, like the, just the idea of like people that, are like super homophobic use religion as their like scapegoat of like well it says in the bible it's like well no it first off it doesn't and in fact if you translate certain like context it actually says otherwise that you should lay with the man like and shit like that so it's like but at the end of i mean the day, like, also you also say you shouldn't eat seafood and you shouldn't get no, tattoos exactly, exactly get the fuck Ex- out of here exactly exactly and so it's that point, and i believe in the same goddamn book it says all of this stuff yeah so, exactly yeah. and so it's that idea of like you were just you just don't like gay people and it's probably a lot it will be a weight off of your shoulders as well if you just fucking say that you know because i promise you if you said you don't like gay people guess who's gonna be the last type of people to come around you yeah gay people (laughs) (laughs) true if you just straight up said i don't like black people guess who the last people that's gonna come to your business will come around you black people Bro, that's just, so, just let us know no that's so that see this is see this is where your comedy brain i can tell you've been crafting this shit bro because like you're pointing you're pointing out the shit that makes sense and no one ever really wants to say because it's true motherfuckers like if you want to be racist be racist and no one will come to your fucking store I'm for real. The reason like, why people makes, come to your store is because you give this persona of equality. It's like, nah, bro, if you don't want black people saying it, like, go on your social media yeah. and be like, fuck Black Lives Matter, and guess who's not going to come up? Do you think if I pull up to a store that um, and I see uh, fucking a Black Labs Matter sign, they got those in the racist stores, people. Yeah. They got Black Labs Matter signs, and it's a, pitch, a silhouette of a dog on it. But mm. if I see that in the store... 
Do you think I'm going to just be like, well, I do really want to get a burger from him. Yeah. No, I'm going to find somewhere else. Yeah. And ain't we both happy? I'm not supporting the racist. A racist ain't got to serve a black guy. Come on now. Like, that's just, Dude, that's America this, right now. This knowledge right there, there though, that <laughs> might be the gold nugget out of this damn thing. Because, like, dude, that's so true, bro. Like, because if I ever see, like, COVID-19 is because of Chinese people, it's like, I'm not going to go eat there. Like, I'm not going to get a you burger know? at that. <laughs> get out of here. Bro. It's, it's just not happening. Uh, I want to end on this. Um, just a uh, last little thing here, because I'm also interested in this. Are you, how's your sneaker game going these days? Because you used to, bro, you used to not only have fire, you are the reason why I clean my shoes so damn much and my wife gets all crazy at me. It's like, it's like, it's like I've seen the master at it. How's your shoe game going? Oh, man. I hate to disappoint you, man. I only got about three or four pair now, man. Hey, I'm, I'm that's down. a lot different, though, bro, because I seen you when you had stacks. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I definitely, uh, I don't know, man. Excuse me. I got tired of it, man, I guess. I just... Uh, oh, for sure, dude. It's yeah, a, it's I a ended game. up selling a lot of them, and I kept the ones that I liked. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Now I really only wear, like, maybe two or three pair, but I also don't want to... I you When I was uh, traveling with y'all, I was working at a job where, one, a lot of young people was there, so, you know, I had to look the part. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot I, of nice looking women. Got in the environment? And, <laughs> huh? You got to be in part of the environment. I get oh it. yeah, exactly, exactly. I gotta, I gotta look the part. Plus, you know, I was a famous rapper, man. I can't be wearing the same shoes exactly. in two days. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, uh, oh, yeah, no. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm just got my favorites now, man. I just back then when I was getting shoes, I was getting them just to say that I got them because I can get them early. By the time they came out, I would sell them make whatever the retail price right. was pretty much i wasn't really spending money on them but um now i'm actually got to spend money on them i'm like man let me just get the ones i like yeah, exactly. so i mean i got my i got my bread 11s i got my golden black sixes i got some you know some three cement three some hey. fours bread fours and See, I think maybe one more pair, and that's about it, man. Well, that's, that's funny because like, you, you make it seem like it's not a good collection. So that's still some <laughs> heat, though. That's more heat than I have. I, I, I mean, yeah, like I, it's not. Look, I gotta still, I still do shows and stuff, so I still gotta pop out. But yeah, trust me, all the all the comedy community know all my shoes. Well, I was gonna Back say when I was rapping, <laughs> it was like, oh man, what is he gonna wear? <laughs> I remember too, bro, talking about like to bring that back to our like first opening conversation of that like your preparedness like that was part of it man like like and that's what made me think of like a sports athlete getting ready it's like man you had everything not only from like your pre-show traditions it was also like game tight like hat matches shirt matches shoes were good yeah. like this is part of it you know what i mean and like again that was the first time i ever saw it up close of like all right like this is like a job it's like it's because it's like the same thing of like you put a suit on to go to an office right like it's the same yeah. damn thing of that sense so it's like i get that bro hey bro it's like um the same like when you you got to look the part man like you said dressing Bridge. up in a suit for office like that's your uniform ain't mm. nobody gonna take you serious in the meetings or when you're trying to sell stuff or get yep. business done you're coming in there in jeans and a t-shirt same thing with the rap like i like if i come out there and i'm just looking bummy like <laughs> now it's cool to do shout out to j cole now you can come out there in your pajamas <laughs> and just rip a fucking show but back then yeah, nah, man, ago, and yeah. that's 
and that's one thing I picked up from the uh, Get Your Buzz Up summit thing that they had that I was pushing against, but they really did teach me. They was telling me like, yeah, you good and all. We like the songs. You great. Probably one of the best rappers in, in this whole lineup. But you don't have no image. You don't have mm. no gimmick. You don't have nothing. Like, what is you? You Because I was dressing regular. I was nerdy, Craig, back then. I was just nerdy Craig rapping. I wouldn't even sense their life, really. Right, like, right, right, right. For real. So I had, I looked regular, and they that's what they told me. And I didn't want to truly, like, all the way conform. They were saying shit like, you should get different color glasses and wear different glasses all the time. I'm like, I, I can't afford that, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> I got these glasses on free insurance. You trying to get me to pay for some glasses? The fuck out of here. <laughs> But uh, so I, I started. Hey, I got. I was. I always wanted Jordans anyway. Yeah. I start getting Jordans, and I did the Jordans, which made the hat, had to match the shirt. So now at least my outfit would look right. Right, right. And and luckily for me, at least in the capacity that it did, and the things that it did get me as far as what uh rapping and what sense of life got me. That that ended up working because things started opening up. Then I started getting more shows. I got the fucking uh, notoriety and the, yeah. the eyes of certain people that got me in, you know, the position yeah. to travel, meet you, go on tour, do that type of shit. All right, bro. Well, I appreciate uh, your time. Uh, first off, where can people find you? What's your what's your handles out there these days? Oh man, um, sincere life, regular spelling: S I N C E R E L I F E on um everything man if you google that you'll find me on instagram on twitter um craig smith on facebook uh sense of life has got a um facebook page fan page youtube all of that good stuff and definitely spotify and um everywhere you can listen to music and stream i got two albums out there uh, i think it's a self-titled sense of life album and then it's king poetic volume two those is on all the streaming platforms that you can listen to. Please listen to that. Give me my little bit of pennies. And um, you enjoy that music for real. And what about your podcast stuff? The Nobody Cares oh, podcast. Shit. You're right. My bad. I got I you. I comedy stuff. Yeah. And uh, podcast. Nobody Cares podcast. Search for Radio 22. Nobody Cares. Regular spelling on all of that too. Um, radio, the numbers, 22. And then Nobody Cares Podcast will pop right up if you Google that. And we also on all the streaming platforms, everywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that good stuff. Make sure y'all check us out, man. Me, Samara Suomi, and Nick Hart. Me uh, and two other local comics out here. Very funny. Talk about whatever's going on. We try not to stay too topical. We find funny stories to talk about. But, and for us, everything is at the Homegrown Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. We're on both, just like Sincere said, for the Nobody Cares Podcast. We're on all the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, all that stuff. So go take a listen. We appreciate you all listening to us. Thanks. Thanks.